everyone. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Funny Girl Podcast. Very excited this week because we have a really great old friend of mine, Sheena Melwani, who is a woman of many talents. So she is a musician, a pianist. I identify very much as a comedian, a performer. She got a kind of a bigger start on social media a few years back, which we will obviously get into, but I just wanted to say hello. Thank you for coming on, Sheena. Hi, Lorena. Um, thank you so much for having me on. Um, it's really, it feels like a full circle moment here. <laughs> I know. It's so, <laughs> it's so funny. It's like, it's, it's so nice to see a friendly face. We were quickly chatting before we got on and started recording just about how it's been a minute and things have been so different. It's been like, I don't even know, I think three years maybe, right? Two, three years since we kind of got connected. I I cold emailed Sheena. Yes, you did. You did. And it was honestly like one of the sweetest emails that came through at that time when things were like blowing up for us. But every time I got an email, I was very guarded and I was very... I had been warned that this industry is like really intense and you were just such a breath of fresh air. And so I'm really, really glad that I answered that email because same. I remember, I remember <laughs> I was with Seth and I was like, I was like, I don't want to brag, but because I, we obviously <laughs> talked about who I was going to talk to. And he, I'm like emailing people because we're trying to just like kind of build the roster at the time when I was still working at a representation company. And I responded and I showed him the email and I, it literally made my week. I like acted like I was like, <laughs> the most successful person. I was like, I don't want to brag, but like I did get a response from like one of, <laughs> it also is crazy as someone who avidly uses different forms of social media to kind of get my entertainment, especially with the whole, you know, comedy element right. for me. So to see you, I felt like I knew you because that's kind of like the weird thing yeah. about when you're watching a social, like yeah. whether it's Instagram or TikTok, I feel like I, like if I saw you on the street, I'd be like, why do I know her? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I bet you people come up to you all the time and they like give you a hug. You're like, it's fine. This is kind of just where I'm at now. But it is the strangest thing when that happens. Like people who talk to me, they know me and they, they feel like I'm friends with them because they've let me into their homes. And it's really a funny situation because I'm like, hello, I don't know you, but person that, that thinks that they know me, he, come on in, give hug it up. I love your singing voice. How are the kids? You're like, I'm sorry, what was your name? <laughs> no, so it was, it was really beautiful for me because I, I got so much inspiration from like so many of the people that I kind of met and worked with. And I think I feel so lucky to have that job because there's so much like empowerment and excitement. And I think like I saw a lot of parallels between you and I, and I think like there's so many people out there that are very like talented and sweet and genuine, but like you can see your heart and like you can see so much more with the way that you present and are because it's very authentic. And I think for me, Aww. it's like, I want to know this person. So I just feel so lucky now that I like, I was like, I sent a little nudge. I'm like, hey, no pressure. But if you want to come <laughs> into my podcast now. I really, really, really hope you say yes. No, honestly, when I saw your message come through, I was like, of course, why wouldn't I do this? This is with a friend. This is like easy peasy. And it's a nice chance to like check in, take a walk down memory lane. And also like just stop and be grateful for the things that have happened in your life and the, the, the distance that you've come and the journey. And just, I don't know. I, I, I always felt with you that there was this sense of genuine um, care for uh, us as, as a, 
as a unit. And then also for the, the content, I think that you truly did enjoy the content. And I maybe that's what it was that pulled me in because it just felt really easy. Um, it didn't yeah. feel like you were just looking at me because I represented a number or an audience. You actually truly enjoyed consuming the content. Yeah. And I, and, and thank you so much. And I think it's also because as someone here with like four followers, it's still that authenticity <laughs> matters. To me. You can tell, you can tell when someone is really, you can feel it, right? You can feel when you're being genuine to someone and you can feel when someone's being genuine to you. So I think for me, it was more like, I want this to feel like a reciprocal situation and conversation. And that's why even right now it's like, it's just so refreshing and it is a walk down memory lane. Like to be able to see where you, your team was at a few years ago to now is just such an incredible kind of, I'm just very lucky for it. I'm just so happy for you guys. It's always nice to see you guys pop up on my for you page or like on social media. I know we were again talking about this a little briefly earlier, but there were so many goals that you wanted to hit. And when we kind of discussed initially what we wanted to kind of have our, you know, trajectory be for you, I'm now seeing like you guys hitting these and then so much more. And I just think it's really beautiful to kind of have the conversation of like the power of manifestation and just the power of like where guidance takes you. And it's like, what, what kind of initially was it like, what was that experience for you realizing when you had that plan, how to go ahead and execute it? Cause I know you had a lot of other things happening as well in terms of like family and career. Well, so this is this is the thing that I will never take credit for. This is something that I just feel like life did its thing. Um, I was at the beginning of the pandemic. I was in a place where I had just decided that I was going to go back to work. I had just decided that I was going to um, I was not going to give up completely, but like not be a 100 percent only stay at home mom Um, and that I wanted to start understanding what the landscape looked like either on social media or out in the real world as far as a musician singer songwriter would go and you know I had just started to reorganize and understand what that looked like and then the pandemic hits and here I am like twiddling my thumb saying what do I do now you know and my husband said to me uh you sing you sing because that's what you've always done And that's what you've always wanted to do. And that's the thing that's always brought you joy. Now, let me just put things into perspective here. Like, I'm not a comedian. I'm not that funny. I don't, people tell me I'm funny, but I'm really not that funny. I think you're, we'll agree to disagree on that. We'll agree to disagree on that. (laughs) You're so sweet. I mean, you know, maybe over the last couple of years, I've leaned into it a little bit, but I was never, (laughs) let me just rephrase that. I was never known to be like the funny girl, especially with the partner that I have, like, he's freaking hilarious. So any kind of like, small sense of humor next to that pales in comparison. But like, my thing was music, my thing was the singing and the songwriting. And I had been home with my kids. And throughout that time, I had been singing for them, I had been writing music. And so when the pandemic hit, I just said, Okay, I'm gonna turn to music. And I actually, what I did at the beginning was I turned on like a Facebook Live event. And I just started inviting people. I put it on my social, which was mainly friends and family. Actually, it was only friends and family. And (laughs) I turned on my camera and I said to them, if you would like to join me, come and join me. I know you're all sitting at home. I know you are doing nothing. So come and do nothing with me. I'll sing to you. I'm far away from all of you. I'll say hello. 
we'll feel like we are bonding over something. And I, I, that's exactly what I did. I was like a human jukebox and I would take people's requests in real time. I haven't done it in a while and I really want to go back to that. Um, but you know, I just, I took requests and I sang for people. And one night after I was, I had just wrapped up a show and I don't know if you saw any of that stuff or if you came to our content. I watched those. So like, this is truly full circle, you know, this is amazing. And so I, 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 one night after, after the show, I turned down, I turned off my computer, but I still had my ring light set up and all of that jazz. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm just going to record something for content for tomorrow. And there was this song that was trending at the time. If the world was ending, you'd come over, right? Remember that song? The best song ever. I saw that song live in concert. Like JP had just like tried it out. Like he like opened for Jeremy Zucker. And I remember like stopping and turning and being like, who is this? Yes. And what is this song? (laughs) He, he, I mean, that song kind of, it kind of changed our lives. Uh, I was singing it. I had no idea that um, that this would come out of it. Okay. So let me preface by saying this was not a scripted moment. This was not gauged on any of our parts as being like the start of something. And so as I was singing, my husband was sitting in the background. I don't think he even realized that I was singing this on a recording. And I said, if the world was ending, you'd come over. Right. And he said, false, you'd come over and you'd stay the night. And he's like, that is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Like the world is end. And then he started getting really worked up and I'm sitting there and I'm like kind of holding in my laughter because I knew I was on camera and he had no idea. And so he just kept going. And the more I didn't laugh, the more he took it as a challenge to make me laugh. And by the <laughs> end, of course I was in like, I was literally falling off of my chair at that point because he ended his rent with like, there's no boys allowed. If the world is ending, there's no boys ever in this house. Close the windows. And he yells this thing. And I look at him and I'm like dying of laughter. And that's where that like marquee line came from. Oh my gosh. Close the windows. Close the windows. Wow. Remember we even had merch that said close the windows. And so, you know, that's where that all started. And I was like, this does not look like a piece of content that I would see on Instagram. <laughs> And so I threw it up on TikTok because I'd heard a lot about this platform that was kind of coming up uh, during during the pandemic. And I put it up there. And by the next morning, it had like hundreds of thousands of views. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize it was that quick. It was literally overnight. And at that point, I was like, this is just a fluke, right? And he said, well, let's try again. And so a couple of nights later, we did something else, like just another moment where I was doing another where there was a challenge going around the wipe it down challenge and he just started like badgering me there and we threw that up and that also went viral and then you know we tried a couple more and we realized like we have hit this really cool space of comedy music reaction couple family clean that that is working for people and it's making people laugh Wow. It's like an equation that actually worked itself out because, and I think that's another part of its success. It was, it organically came, right? Which again, so many people, obviously you have to try different methods and something will take off, but it's the fact that your genuine passion, which is music, and then your relationship and your dynamic with your partner also like came on at once. And then the fact that it just hit that quickly, I don't think I realized because I, I was, 
I love music myself. Like I'll sing karaoke alone on YouTube in my room, right? But I'm obviously at a different point, but I would follow you because initially I was really interested in like your your performances and like live. And I was also just kind of all over, like kind of sneaking around social media to just find different people. And I remember yeah. being on TikTok and I was even kind of newer to TikTok too. I think everyone was really like, yeah. no one had been on it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then I remember re-seeing it and it was just like, it was very like organically, genuinely, and naturally funny. And it's also just the dynamic between the t- you two. And yeah. something I said to you so long ago, like I know that maybe out of the two of you, you might not necessarily identify as the funny girl, but there was something about the reactions that you were giving that were that felt so sincere and genuine. And sometimes I think when things are scripted, it can take away mm-hmm. that like yeah. Like when people have like laugh, like when you watch Friends and there's a laugh track, right? You're like, yeah. oh, it's funny, but I know these are random people pressing a button, right? With you, right. it's like I used to say to you all the time, and I still feel this way, like your laugh was a complete other signature element to the whole like image that Aww. you had. You know what I mean? Like I always was saying that. And I think it's so beautiful and it's like refreshing because I, I genuinely did not realize that that post like blew up overnight. I yeah. thought you guys had been doing it for a while and then one kind of no. took off. Wow. No, that was the first post. That was the first post of its kind of like that interrupted series. And, you know, every time I talk about it, I keep thinking to myself, like, we need to go back to that. Um, and it, I loved doing those. I loved singing and having this conversation with him. And then, you know, our, our content kind of has morphed over the years, but that was the initial post that went viral. Um, and that was just, it was proof that you can do everything a particular way and you think that it's right. And, and then something happens and it turns out that it was never what, you know, it was never what you thought it was going to be. It was completely down a different path and it just changed, it changed the way that I approached life. It made me have so much faith in the journey and so much faith in just being yourself. Because when I was most myself and when he was most himself, that's when the magic happened. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it is a big lesson for a lot of people, I think. And obviously even myself, you have a specific vision in terms of what your success might be or your path or kind of the trajectory you might be on. But it's like, if you kind of just stay true to yourself and in your case, it was the fact that you loved performing and you still perform. Like I, I know you obviously have music out now and there's like all these different amazing things and you were duetting with huge musicians like on TikTok mm-hmm. and social media. And I was like, Sheena, what the hell <laughs> this is incredible. So it's like the fact that you're like, this would have never happened if we just didn't have Put ourselves Never. out there in the first place, and Never. I think that's a, a big lesson for even me, who I'm, I'm always like, I really want to do something in the comedy world, right? But I also have these other si- side things that I love to pursue. But I'm like, no, I just have to stay on track. And I interviewed someone a few months ago. Um, his name's Alex Bonifer, and he was telling me how essentially the gist of what he was saying was like, people are so focused on a few months out and like a few years out. Sometimes you just have to take it Mm -hmm. week by week. And like in your case, it was, you were like, oh, cool. I just finished alive. I had a really great time. Some amazing requests came in, but that JP Sachs song is amazing. Like I'm going to do a little clip for tomorrow. And it happened to just completely organically come about. So it's like, in a way it was manifested without you even maybe realizing it. You know what I mean? Cause I feel like you guys tried so hard and worked so hard to get to where you were. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Yes, I will say, though, that, you know, people think that these things happen overnight. They do not. Um, and so, you know, working here, working there, singing in a band, singing at my kid's school, there, there were many years in between, which didn't feel like they were going anywhere. And, right. you know, going back to what you said about thinking just a couple weeks out or thinking a month out, I used to do that. You know, I used to think to myself like, oh, I'll just I initially when I got pregnant, I said to myself, I'll take a couple of weeks off and, you know, in a month I'll go back to writing and in six weeks uh, or through six months, I'll go back to performing. I'll go back and sing with the band or whatever it was. Right, and right. that break that I thought that I was going to take three to six months turned out to be almost 10 years. And every single one of those years in some way, uh, I, I did it because it felt right for our family. It felt like I wanted to be with my kids while they were young. Right. So I don't regret that. But every one of those years felt more and more difficult to go back to music, you know, to go back to something that it felt like a different life. And at one point, I remember saying, I don't know that I'm really going to do this full time. I guess singing is just going to be a hobby for me. I guess performing is just going to be a hobby for me. Mm -hmm. And so there definitely is struggle along the way and you have to trust the process. But I will say that every single thing that I learned along the way, whether it was helping my executive functioning, whether it was practice, whether it was focus, whether it was understanding what, um, you know, how to get somebody's attention versus somebody else's attention, what it was, what it meant to play to this crowd or play to that crowd, right. practice, 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 years and years of practice, all those things, they are so valuable when you're leading up to this other moment, right. you know, so I wouldn't discredit any one of those, forget years or months, I would not discredit any one of those minutes that I kind of, that led up to us finding this platform on social media. And do you feel like when you were kind of, you know, obviously I know we've, we've spoken about how like you had children and you thought it was going to be quicker in terms of turnaround. Do you feel like you had a sense of like, did you know that you always wanted when you were younger to have music be your passion or was it something that you knew that you loved and then you started doing choirs and performances and things like that? Like, was it something that over time you were like, wow, I'm really good at this and I love this? Or was it something that you knew? It was always something I knew. I had, I've been singing since I was like four years old. So it was something that came from within without me even knowing. Right. Uh, I've been... I've been part of every, had been part of every single singing opportunity that my parents could find growing up, uh, whether it was singing the solo in a school play or singing on stage in the jazz band or singing in, in part of different choirs. It didn't matter. I had piano lessons when I was younger. I, my grandfather was a musician. And so every summer I would go and spend with him, I would sing with him. Yeah. And unlike the other grandkids who just knew that grandpa played this, these in, this instrument and sang and composed, I would actually go in and absorb that. I would go in and sit with him and he would teach me songs. And when he had, um, you know, when he had extra time, he just, he would just sit with me and he would teach me how to play his harmonium, the same harmonium that is downstairs now in my studio. Like I just, it was very oh, wow. much part. Yeah. Yeah. It was just part of my makeup. Like it was part of my, it was part of the air I breathed, you know? 
Yeah, that's actually so beautiful. I think like it's always really nice when you have something that you kind of just know about yourself when you're really young. And also, I should have probably asked this earlier. Do does the public know like who like who your partner is and like his name and everything in terms of? <laughs> they, they don't know who he is um, okay. as far as his name goes. You know, people can dig and they've they found him. Uh, we've done a face reveal. He is my husband. Um, that was something that I, I didn't even understand how people got there, like that they thought he was my dad. Um, I was, was thinking the same thing. I mean, to be honest, let's be real though, Sheena. I was one of those people when we got on video chat, when yeah. we like, when you're like, yeah, let's get on a call, <laughs> call and talk about potentially working with each other. He pops in and I was like, you're trid. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So like, let's kind of unpack this. How, how is this a thing? How did I think you were her dad? Why did I think that? Like, I don't know. I, you know, so when he started um, commenting in the videos, he would say stuff that like, I guess an Indian dad would say, and that's how we, that's how we labeled it. Like, stuff Indian dads that Indian dads say but, right right okay. you know here I am like I I have videos there with my two kids I have a wedding ring on my finger and I definitely don't think I look like I'm a teenager um <laughs> and I was quarantining with my husband and my two kids so I didn't understand where that came from um, and when it happened and I realized that people were thinking that, we just thought it was so funny. Um, but I, you know, I have never actually said that he's my dad. I've never actually insinuated that he's my dad. I don't, and when we do lives and stuff, he'll like reach over really inappropriately. <laughs> We've been married a long time. <laughs> so it it was just something that I didn't quite understand. And again, one of those things that added to the chatter and added to the interesting like nature of this yeah. page and the creators. And so we just kind of let it be and we watched like laughingly. It was crazy. I loved how many people would comment on the TikTok and like fight each other. Like someone yeah. would be like, no, wow, it's her so dad. No, it's her husband. No, it's her dad. No. <laughs> I, just, I literally did the deep research. So then that's why like I, I was on the team dad for some reason. I think I just like, it was the way that he heckles. That's like, yeah. again, he was leaning into that stereotype. Yeah. Right. But at the time I just didn't know. I thought this was like a natural back and forth. So I just remember meeting him and being like, this is jarring. I was like, this yeah. This is not what I was expecting for you, but like you, the more that even just talking to both of you, like, like just talk, I'll, I'll refer to him as Trid because I don't want to, you know, obviously when the more that I was talking to him, I was like, you, even in like a business setting, when we were talking about certain things, like you guys were obviously able to be serious, but then there'd be moments where you'd say something and he'd like heckle you quickly in the moment. And I'm like, their dynamic is, there there he is. (laughs) I was just like, it's like palpable. Like they have such a natural chemistry that I'm like, their day to day is hilarious. And then when you started kind of posting more videos, which I feel like you do a lot of that now too, which is like, you'll do situations that he doesn't know if you're recording and you'll like, I remember you did the cereal backwards. I feel like that might've been more recently. You put like the milk mm-hmm. in the- mm-hmm. and just seeing how mad he gets in my head. I'm like, Trid would actually get so infuriated yes, by that anyway. He would be infuriated. <laughs> so that's the thing like, okay. So two things I want to say about all of this is, yeah, We, um, the way that we keep that genuine, um, banter between the two of us is 
obviously we know when the other one is filming, but we never know what's coming. Um, so I never know what he's going to say. So my yeah. reaction is authentic. And the stuff that he says is really sometimes like very jarring and catches me off guard and I find hilarious. And I truly find him to be one of the funniest people I have ever met and probably the funniest. And then the other thing is he never knows what kind of like weird situation I'm setting him up to come into so that the reaction on his part is like true nonsense you know like he just and it's him it's very much him and the other thing I will say which I just wanted to say quickly people ask us all the time but like now that you've uncovered him and now that people know he's the husband like why still hide him that sort of like that was the decision that we made when when I said I was going to kind of have this social media content creator life he has a full-time job and he's very good at it. He takes it very seriously. And so he didn't want to jeopardize that. And it was about keeping the, the, that, those two lives very separate. Um, and his work comes first for him and his family comes second. And then content creation comes third. For me, this is my work. So I'm okay sharing what I share. Right. And whatever pieces of him that he's willing to share, then, you know, that's what we sort of incorporate um yeah and I think it's a best of both worlds thing too right like you're able to kind of divide the two and and you've chosen a profession and kind of in terms of the social media aspect fallen into a very public facing yep you know and I'd imagine people probably walk up to you now all the time which is just so crazy probably compared to a few years ago like I think Mm -hmm. like you your personality is someone that people want to be around and gravitate towards and like follow online and see and i think it's like it can be hard for someone who in trid situation like has you both did but like he has a very full time a, a job mm-hmm. that's very much like he wouldn't want to kind of get um right diluted by other stuff so it's great that you guys are involved in that and like had that conversation early on so that yep, there was no absolutely you kind of know like misunderstanding in terms of the face reveal. Was there any like crazy reaction that you got or like any ridiculous story that kind of came out of that? Or was it very much just like, I knew it type of energy. (laughs) I think that, um, I think that the way we did the face reveal just felt so right to us. Um, so we said that we would do a face reveal and we hit a million followers on YouTube and then we got there and it was like, we had talked about, you know, doing this crazy, like Marvel reveal. We just thought of so many different options and everything just didn't feel like us. It didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel genuine. It felt forced. It felt contrived. And so one night we were talking about my upcoming song release and we said, one of us said, I can't even remember which, but it was like, what if we do a face reveal as part of that video? Like you're promoting your song. It'll be all about our family. It'll be all about like just this, these people that make our lives better. And it was for the song better. That was the first one that came out. And both of us looked at each other and we're like, yep, that's it. Like that's the right move. That is the move that feels most like us. It feels most authentic. It's staying true to us. Yeah. And, and, and we wanted to, we wanted to represent the music in that way because that's, 
you know, we haven't yet talked much about the music, but my music is the side of me that is the most, the most authentic and the most genuine of all of the content that we put out because it's truly like a depiction of what's in my heart and soul. Yeah. To be able to com- combine the two. And it's like, it also goes back to what we spoke about earlier. Like you've been a musician your whole life. Like when you were starting as young as like four years old, three, four years old. So then to be able to have that full turnaround where you have um, a partner that has inspired you and, and kind of, it sounds like even when you were like feeling when, when the pandemic hit and you were kind of like, what the, like what, what things are flipped upside down. What do I do? And Trit is like, do what you always do. Like you're a musician, you sing, you have an incredible voice and you have such a talent. It's like, why would you not do that? The fact that you followed that passion and, and it worked out in a way that it, you were never going to expect. And I bet you Trit is like, I knew I was f- as funny as I, <laughs> I, I told you before. <laughs> as before we hit record, I knew it, Sheena. And you're like, okay, well, I'm the musician and you can you can be funny if you want, you know, but I think it it is really inspiring. And I think like a lot of people can kind of get caught up in that day-to-day of what it looks like. So that face reveal, I love the way you guys did it because it wasn't the way that I think when people kind of start to grow a following, at least from what I've seen on the outside looking in, when you see that over a few years, you start to see them navigate into a way that doesn't feel like the authentic self, right? And everything content-wise is always evolving. It's always changing. Like, obviously, you're not posting the same things that you were posting when you just started out. And even earlier on our on our interview, when you were saying, like, wow, I actually haven't done a, a live in a while, like, that spark to do it maybe once a month again, because that's where your passion is. Like, the music is where it is. It's like, you have that genuine connection to the talent, which I think people do get lost in that a lot. And I think it's like, right, but would this be more successful and go more viral? And like, of course, that's an element of it for people to kind of keep going. But I think for the both of you, it it's something there you can find that happy medium because absolutely, at the end of the day, like music is, is and was the end all be all. And I feel like you've been absolutely. able to get so much from that too. You 100%. know, hundred percent. And and this is a really nice reminder too. Um, I think we have to constantly work at this. Um, things are ever evolving. Mm-hmm. Content is ever evolving. This world is ever evolving, but that's, that's not, it's the same for every industry that you're in, right? You learn new, new skills and then you, you know, you say, I want it to look like this instead, or you don't even realize that you're changing or, and that's part of growth. That's part of, that's part of evolution. But what, what I feel like I try to do regularly is just check in. Like, am I still singing as much as I want to be singing? Am I still working towards this dream? And for a little while that the answer to that was not always a heart, like a certain yes. Um, There have been moments where I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't think I want to be a funny girl all the time. I don't want to be the girl that is like, that is constantly playing back and forth with these pranks and these jokes and these moments. And the thing that keeps me doing it is, yes, it's nice to see the views and it's nice to see those viral moments, but the true joy that it sparks from our audience is what makes me feel like it's worth it. When we hear from our audience that, they were in a bad place or they were having some struggles and they get to connect with us and lose that for a few minutes, even if it's just for a few minutes, they just forget about that and laugh with us and laugh like wholeheartedly with a full body laugh. That's, that's what I feel like 
this this journey, the best part of this journey has been. And so I want to keep that up. And yeah, that makes that makes me feel good. Uh, and then I remind myself, well, there's another part of this that makes me feel good. And I get to share music, which is another part of me that that's for me. And I may not be singing all the time, but I'm definitely singing more than I used to. And I'm performing more than I used to. Uh, and and we're just kind of continuously working towards that, those goals. Uh, but I, I don't feel like I don't want to be the funny girl or I don't want to be the girl that does these videos because it just means so much to be able to give back to our community in this way. Yeah. And I think that that is such a, like, such an important concept that some people might get lost with. It's like you, you making a difference or inspiring some people, a few people, whether it's, you know, two, 2000, 2 million, the fact that you have a connection with somebody and the fact that you can make a difference in the way that you want to make that difference. And like to have a connection with some people who might've not done music for a few years and thought, you know what, I, 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 why not just throw some stuff on online, you know? And I, I, again, I can relate to that. I struggle with that. Like I identify as a funny girl, but I think it's because it's something that I, like your passion has been music. I think mine has been comedy, but I've also been a singer ever since I was younger, but it was different. I didn't have a big like background in it, but it's like, I actually, it's ironic just because a few days ago I went through this I was joking earlier, like I literally taught myself how to sing on karaoke, like YouTube videos. And like, I, I like mm -hmm. had one voice teacher and stuff, but I noticed when my mental health was at a bad place, I wasn't singing and I wasn't singing for mm -hmm. anyone. I was just doing mm -hmm. it for me because I feel like a bliss moment when I'm doing that. Just like when I try to do an open mic and I go on stage, like there are obviously two di different elements, but there's the same underlying feeling, which is like, believing in yourself and feeling connected to yourself. And I had a moment like, again, that I always talk about on the podcast with like having imposter syndrome where I'm like, I'm telling people I'm doing a podcast. I'm telling people I'm aspiring as a comic, but it's the same thing about saying I'm a singer. Like oh, some of my friends who know me well know that I sing sometimes or I'll like imitate certain voices and they're like, oh, like Lorena, she sings. I'm like, they're like, you sing it? And I immediately like shut it down. I'm like, no. I don't. I, I like to sing, right? Like versus mm -hmm. I think someone like you, it's like you have music out, you have a platform, you have a, you have a background in it. You've been doing it since you were a kid. You have family members that you used to perform with. Like that to me is like someone that I really identifies as that. And I think the message is that no matter where you're at on your journey, even if you have a different goal or passion, like it's still there. Like I had a moment a few days ago where I was looking at my camera roll and I saw that I had like no exaggeration, like 30 videos of me just singing. I was like trying to rap a Chris Brown song because I was bored. And then I started <laughs> singing. Like, I was like, what am I doing? No one can see this. But then right. I started, there's that viral song ceilings that's out where it's like all the people like running and like wedding dresses. And yeah. I, that type of her, her uh, voice and her music is the, like, I love JP Sachs energy, her music, like very singer songwriter, yeah. like authentic yeah. love songs, things like that. And I just was having kind of an off day and I just was like, you know what, I'm just going to record and like not have to think about anything. And I had it on my phone for like a week and a half. And I admittedly, I posted it and deleted it because after like 30 minutes, it got like one like, and I was like, you sound horrible. <laughs> I was like, I'm just like, I let that control it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, then I, I said to myself, I reposted it a few days ago and I didn't even look. And I was like, 
this is something that I think a lot of people need to work on is just like having that comfort. What you said, you're like, I know that I love singing. And if I could connect with other people that love it. And I, I know, like, I love like my voice and what I'm capable of and the things I've put out now, I think that's all that should matter. Right. Like that connection that you have to one person is more than anything else. If you hadn't tried it in the first place. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that it's hard this day and age with everybody being on social media the way that that it is to navigate the insecurities that come along with it. So often I'll still post something and catch myself going back like, oh, did this do well? Did it not? Did people like it? Did people not? Especially if it was a video that I liked in particular or that I thought we did a really good job with or that I felt felt very connected to. Um, and you know, I'll go back and I'll find myself, like I'll catch myself feeling either elated because of the views or disappointed because of the views. And it's like, no, your job is to make content that makes you happy and feels good to you and feels authentic. If that's the, if this is the, the, the industry that you've chosen, that's all you can control. Your job is to be as authentic and genuine as you can possibly be. Right. And the rest is not in your hands and people are not going to resonate with every single thing that you put out and they will not resonate with every single thing that resonates with you. So at the end of the day, I just find this to be, for me, music is cathartic. Like it's, I sing these really, really sad songs and I, (laughs) like I start crying and I, I, at one point I would only be able to write sad songs. And it was like, that was my way of, just expressing my, my disdain for the situation or my disappointment in the people around me. And of course now I'm trying to grow as a musician and write more than just a really, really sad song, but (laughs) you have to, you take it for what it is, you know? Yeah. You have to take it for just what it is and it's therapeutic for you and it does you good. And that's one of the things that I love most about music is, it has a way of like just reaching into your soul in the way that other things cannot. And the best part for me is to use that and make a connection with somebody listening. Like that's the ideal. And I think that's exactly what's been working for you. And I I know that people always like have that. There's always the quote that like the mountains always moving. And Mm -hmm. I just, like I said earlier, like I know that when you and I had initially kind of spoken on the phone, um, we had with Trid and everyone that like a lot of you were like, I like Trid kept emphasizing and you kept emphasizing and it, and it made sense. It was like, music is so important to us. And this, like, Mm -hmm. that is one of our big milestones. Like we want to Mm -hmm. hopefully have X amount of not even like followers, but just people like that can engage and that you inspired and are inspired by you in general. And I think like that was Mm -hmm. a big takeaway for me when we had initially met because I know that you were like, I want to have like the, like a song put out. Like I want to be able to do this and this and this. And now just to see this many years later, like you've checked off those boxes and so much more. It's just so beautiful and inspiring. And I, I always ask mm-hmm. this cause it does, it, 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 go, it gauges from person to person, but do you feel like as you kind of check off those boxes for you, things have moved in terms of what 
your goals are or do you feel like you're able to kind of cherish and be thankful for the things that you're doing? Because I know it's hard. It's motivating to be like, cool, you know, got this, you know, had this song go out. Now I need to write two more songs that need to go out or, or I need, mm-hmm. you know, me and Crid to post more content than we were. Like, do you feel like it changes and aspect of your children? Like, are you like, how has it been implementing them into your social media? Because I know that that changed a little bit too. Yep. Yep. Um, you know, this is ever evolving, this, this world. Uh, I know that I, I really, really wanted to release music when I first started. I wanted to use this as an opportunity to build a platform to release music. And while my content has changed and while, you know, our focus has shifted slightly, uh, music was always still at the core. And so, yes, last year I did release four songs. I did release my EP. Um, it was really exciting. And I learned a lot going through those motions, like going through that process. I don't think that I will continue to do it the same in the same way, but I would like to still continue to release music. Um, I think I made it a much bigger process in my mind I, than, I, than it needed to be. And I, I do think that I want to continue to share that music that I'm creating. Um, but it, it looks different and I'm okay with it. I think what I learned most throughout these last few years is just to kind of release whatever tension and expectations you might have of yourself. I think you have to put your effort in. And I think that the universe is infinitely wiser than we are. And we just have to kind of allow for, for it to take care of things. Um, And you put your, you put your hopes and you put your thoughts and your intentions out into the world and it will come to fruition in whichever way right is best for you um i wanted the whole world to hear me to hear my voice now a lot of people in the world know my voice they may not know it as a singer but they know my voice <laughs> so <laughs> you have to be careful how you word these things to the universe because <laughs> someone up there has a sense of humor too um you know and i'm using this platform that i have to have more people that know my voice now also know my singing voice. <laughs> That's actually um, so funny. You're like, okay, when I was uh, manifesting, I, I wasn't as specific as maybe I should have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of people have heard me laugh. Maybe not so many have heard me sing. So that is my hope for the next year or two. Um, so, but yeah, you know, and as far as like my kids go, I'm still very protective of them. Uh, but they have made their way into some of my content just because, they sometimes want to, you know, if there's an opportunity for, for them to, to partake in a, in a clean and appropriate way from time to time, then I'll do it. Um, but I don't, it's not very often and it's not something that I, they're too little to be able to make those decisions for themselves. So if they say no, I will never put them in. Like if they're embarrassed or if they say, no, we don't want to be part of this, I will never, never ask again. Uh, and as far as like doing trends or doing some, you know, some content every once in a while, if they say, hey, can I do this with you? And I don't mind. Right. I'm okay with that. That's It's part of their lives. And I would like for them to learn to navigate social media in a healthy way. And I think that by forbidding them, I'm not really helping anybody. I, I don't think I'm doing them any it would justice. just make them want to kind of know and do, do more. more. 
right. Yeah. It's just like any it's like any act of rebellion as a kid. It's like when you're not allowed to go out or something, you're more likely to want to really, really push yourself and go out after. Correct. I used to do that all the time. My parents were like easy with me and then I would like sneak out and they're like, You didn't have to sneak out. You could have just right, asked. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, you could have just asked if you wanted to go. But do you feel like your um your children have a passion in in terms of like performance or music or comedy or they're still kind of navigating I know they're obviously they very young. are they're they're so small they're so young and they're following their own passions um my son is obsessed with hockey and my daughter loves gymnastics and so they have their own thing um having said that they are both hilarious both of them they're okay. so funny and my daughter my daughter loves to sing she's just such a She's such a ray of sunshine. And sometimes I'll sing with her. I'll have her come and sing in some of my videos. So she's, she has that personality, but she's, she's finding her own and whatever my kids want to do, like I'm going to let them do. I am not going to push um, them one way or the other. Right. That's like, so I think it's, it's honestly beautiful to have a conversation like that with you just because I think, I think at the end of the day, everyone means well, but I do mm-hmm. think it, from a, a parental role you never really think about like how you view your kids like success or their path or pressure on things like that so it just sounds like you have in my opinion like the healthiest and best outlook for them it's like if they want to be doing this great and if they don't that's also okay because I think there's a, a level of support that you need when you are navigating your life and I think like kind of back to what like me just identifying as the funny girl I was always the funniest of my I'm one of three girls I'm a middle child mm-hmm. obviously but I was always kind of the one that they were like always like my mom used to call me Kramer. Like they used to joke about the way that I was as a kid and a comedian. And I think if it wasn't for like that quote unquote validation that I had that ability to make them happy and them laugh, just like similar with you and maybe singing and having that when you were growing up with like your family members who were performing as Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. it, it really helps you feel more protected to a degree and safe. And it's like, no matter what I do, I have that support around me. No matter if I try and fail or try and succeed, I still have a group of people cheering me on. And I think that goes such a long way. I think there are a lot of people out there who are trying to figure it out or like be an actor or a writer or, you know, a producer or a musician. And sometimes they're like, yeah, I didn't necessarily have that support that maybe would have helped me flourish at a different level at a different rate, you know? So it is beautiful to see like the way that you're able to kind of separate the two because I think to have as big as a platform as you do now it does there is a second there where you're like okay I need to kind of make sure like everyone's feeling comfortable and protected and you know like whatever they want to do so it is beautiful thank you I I appreciate that it's it's not something that we um, neglect to think about we think about it all the time and at the end of the day our hope for our children is not like we measure success in a very different way, I think, than many people measure success. For us, it's not a financial thing. It is, are you, are you good in your skin? Are you comfortable? Are you confident enough to say what's on your mind? Are you, do you feel good to crack a joke? Like, do you feel confident enough to crack a joke if that's what you have? Do you right. feel com- comfortable saying, I want to be a gymnast, even though you may I may think that you want me to be something else or what, whatever. Um, happiness for me is kindness. Happiness for me or 
success for me is kindness right. and um, just comfort in one's own skin. Yeah. yeah. You know, so whatever my kids want to do, whatever our kids want to do, we just, we go with that. That's, yeah. that's their gift from God, you know, and or their really, gift from the world. It's refreshing too. Cause it's like, I, I know I saw you post recently about like that beauty filter that mm-hmm. I, and I don't know why, like, it, and it really got me emotional to see that. Cause I think as a, a young girl, I always saw like a certain way to be and like a certain way to look that felt like the, the norm. And I just think for, to see her reaction and the way that you were like looking at her, like, I don't know, it's, it's obviously a side note, but I just wanted to say like, it really like, it struck a chord with me and I looked like it struck a chord with a lot of other people because mm-hmm. it was like, it wasn't about music. It wasn't about comedy. It wasn't true. It was like, there was something there that was just like, people needed to see that, you know? And I think mm-hmm. like that, that's like the type of content that it's like, it goes back to like your level of success and it's like genuine kindness. And it's like, you're reaching out to people that might feel the same way and not even know that they do, or whether Mm -hmm. it's a friend or a family member. Like, I think it's like to see her reaction, like really like it made me happy and sad at the same time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The world we live in is so filter heavy, social media heavy. Like you can put laugh tracks on things when you make jokes on TikTok. You can, you can, Mm -hmm. you know, edit your voice to sound different. You can edit every photo of you. Like, and it's like, why, what, what is so bad about that raw and authentic self, you know? And I think that that's something that I have struggled with in the past, but I've learned to just be like, you know, this is a hundred percent me. And if I'm okay, it goes back to what you were saying about like, if I love my music, then that's all that really matters based off response. Like if I, if I am being like my most funny, authentic self and people don't like it, I still know that I liked it. And I think like even the way that you present and things like that, um, which is really beautiful because I think that there's always ups and downs to being quote unquote, a public figure and putting yourself out there. And leading me kind of to my next question, which I always ask every single, um, I always ask everyone this on the podcast. And again, it really ranges from who I'm interviewing. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like, if, if it's someone who's literally a stand-up comedian versus someone who's like a musician or like an actor, things like that. Since you've started to be more present with your music and, and sharing that, and also like having the like dynamic that you have with Trid and everything like that. Was there ever a time that you felt like you bombed? Like I always like ask about if there was like a time in life that you bombed or when you're performing maybe music that you bombed or like some sort of like video that you did or anything like that. Um, I mean, there are definitely videos that just don't do as well. Um, that are just not as successful or don't hit home the way that others do. Uh, with the amount of content that we put up. You're just like, yeah, it's a vid. Well, no, it's not at all like that. One video every single day at minimum, sometimes two videos a day. Sometimes we have a long form and a short form. It's impossible for everything to be as successful as the one before or more successful. It's just right. impossible. The odds are it, they, literally impossible. Um, so yes, we have seen some disappointing uh, content, uh, results. Um, there are definitely moments where neither of us is really in the mood, you know, where we're having a hard time. We have struggles. We have, we, you know, there've been moments where we've had 
family members get sick or something has happened where our attention is just not there or we're burnt out and our attention is just not where it it needs to be. Um, so there are moments in, in there that are that have been a little bit rough, right? Uh, having said that, I think that this this content that we create brings us joy too. It makes us happy. It's brought us closer together. It's given us a chance to work together in some capacity, considering that our backgrounds are so different. So there's something really cool about it. Um, and when we don't want to make content, we've learned to just walk away and not make content that day or dip into the reserves. Uh, so so I, I, I don't know if that answers your yeah, question. No, that's no, that's 100% answers the question. I think I always just like to ask that because I, I feel like it kind of humanizes us sometimes yes. to, you know, yes. know about the fact like it's not always like every day is, you know, feeling 10 out of 10, 100%. Like I'm so proud with what I put up or the songs that I released or the oh, performances. Yeah. Or when, I, when I interview people that do stand up, they'll tell me about like specific stories or experiences. But at the end of it, they're like, but I'm so happy that happened because – you know, mm -hmm. it was a building block. It's kind of what you said, like it's yeah. not month by month or year by year, it's minute by minute, you know? So I yep. think like a lot of people do really need to hear that because absolutely, it just empowers you. And I think it, it goes a long way, you know? Um, and I, I will say also, I mean, I, we talked a little bit about uh, the music that I released last year and we had these really cool desires for what we were going to do with that music release. And things didn't necessarily go the way that I wanted them to go. People don't necessarily know me everywhere as a singer. They know me as a comedian or as a content creator or a TikToker or a professional laugher, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Um, but so many people didn't know that I even had music. So that music didn't necessarily fall into every single person's lap that I wanted it to. And so it's hard because I, I would see, I would see the amount of, um, the amount of exposure that the music would get. And it, it kind of at times made me really sad because it was like, guys, don't you know that this is the thing that is like, this is the actual thing that I'm good at. Yeah. This is not the, like, I did not set out to be a comedian. I'm not a comedian. I've never done anything in comedy. And yet the thing that I'm really supposed to be good at, you're not even seeing. So you have to navigate all of that and you have to be prepared to take a couple of disappointments and you have to, say, okay, what am I going to do with it? How am I going to be better next time? How am I going to make this a little bit easier next time? And I think it's also like kind of hopping onto what you're saying. It's like those feelings are so like, okay, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I think it's mm -hmm. the fact that like, if it wasn't exactly what you had envisioned for yourself every single day or second, someone else is being introduced to your music, just like similar mm -hmm. with even like, like, again, very different, but similarly, like my podcast, like I, I'm not one of the most successful podcasts out there, but there's some days where I'll hear, like, I'll, I'll check out the analytics and I see like all of a sudden, like I have mm -hmm. 10 more listeners. And I like mm -hmm. when I'm on those days that I'm feeling low or I'm like, this isn't what, this is what I want to be known for, not the other stuff maybe. 
Right. Same with your music. It's like there's people every second, every day that are learning about your music that are coming across yeah. it. And it's because you're putting it out there and yep. you're pushing yourself. And I think yeah. those are the those are the parts that like are really what are what matter. And it's okay to have those low mo- moments where you're like, oh, why is everyone seeing me as like the one who's laughing on TikTok with Trid? Like that is a part of who I am, but who mm-hmm. I truly identify with is not that necessarily. And I think it can feel- Or it's not only that, you know, it's not- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and it's, it's a beautiful thing because it's like, it only goes up at the end of the day, right? It only, like you, you only learn from what you do and don't do. And I think like mm-hmm. it, it, it's a beautiful thing because there's some really inspiring people that you've worked with. And there's a lot of people that you have inspired. Like I know for me years ago, when I saw your videos, like that genuinely inspired me during the pandemic to post mm-hmm. more, even if it was even if it was just like for myself, you know, it was like something that I was like, it doesn't matter. Like this person has such a beautiful heart and voice and also like a happiness that you don't necessarily always see super authentically through screen that feels like people know you. So it's, it's just so it is inspiring, but it also, it's sometimes like, to be honest, for lack of a better word, it just can suck. Like you're like, this isn't what I envisioned for myself specifically, you know? And, um, kind of leading me to like another question I wanted to ask earlier was, do you feel like you've had people that you, it's kind of like a two-sided question. Do you have people that have inspired you or like impacted you in terms of your career and more long-term? Like maybe, cause I know I'll usually ask kind of comedians, like if there's comedians that inspire their like writing or their performing, like, do you have musicians or people that you are and have been inspired by, or are there people that you have worked with that have really like been a game changer for you in terms of just success and like emotional success, you know, like just feeling good about it? Yeah. Um, I'm pausing because I think that inspiration comes from everywhere and people that motivate you can come in any shape and form. And there have been many people in my life that have played that role um, and for without sounding too, too cheesy, I'm going to start with my husband um, because I just think that he's he truly gets me like he sees me. And I, I don't think that that's always the case with husbands and wives. And I don't think that that's always the case with um, women. Women decide to take time off all the time and then they decide to go back to work and they may not share those struggles or they may. Um, but it's very rare that you see a husband actually like actively working to push his wife out the, out, not out the door, but like out the gate. Um, and, and mine does, he does it every day. He empowers me and he encourages me, uh, at every given moment that he possibly can. Yeah. He, you know, him and I were like every other couple in the sense that like I get irritated when he when he's sleeping and I have to get up with the kids I get irritated when it's my turn to change the diaper again I get you know I would get irritated not that my kids are still in diapers okay it's their 12 and 9 but I get I would get irritated for all the same things that a typical couple might get irritated um but in the last few years, I have watched him just move from those small little things to seeing what a big impact he has had 
in empowering me, in helping me find my independence, in helping me find my confidence, in helping like just push me to be a to be more me, not a better me, just more me. He's like, just go and be yourself because you are everything that you need to be. Um, and it sounds super cheesy, but I, I, I truly mean that. I think that I, as much as I can't make the content with, without him, that's the one issue, but it's, it's not only that it's every time I have an insecurity, he, he's there to remind me that, look, this is, this is normal, or you don't have any reason to have that insecurity or whatever it might be. Uh, so the people around you, I think that you have to aim, you have to surround yourself with people that put you up, that raise yeah. you up. And yeah. I just have a such a kick-ass team of people that raise me up. Um, yeah, so I, I love true. them all for it. That's a, that's a really beautiful answer, honestly. Like I, I think that it goes it goes such a long way because like you you can only push yourself so far, and it, that is the main priority. And like that independence needs to be there, of course, and that self starter mentality. But it's like on those days that you might not be believing you or feeling as inspired to have like a cheerleader constantly with you as a supporter, especially in a situation of a relationship where like some people don't have that are not lucky enough to have that uh, dynamic. It mm -hmm. really like, it's a very big difference in terms of what, again, goes back to what we define success as, you know? Right. right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so actually we are, we are heading towards like kind of the end of the episode, but one final question I always like to ask, which I think to be completely honest, I think this, this whole episode has been what I'm about to ask you, but okay. um, something that I do like to always kind of check in with people is, is there a piece of advice that you have for people listening that really are trying to, whether it's get started in a terms of performance or continue, or is there a piece of advice that someone has given you when you were growing up that's really stuck with you that we can kind of leave our listeners with to just, you know, feel like that motivation and also just like keep going? Yep. I do. I have the perfect piece of advice because it's easy to remember. And it was something that my brother told me years ago when I told him, I don't, I don't think I can do this. I don't know how to start. I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't, I have no idea. And he said, start by starting, start by starting. And I was like, what? And he said, just start. I don't care what you do. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be a hundred percent. If all you can give right now is 1% more than you are giving right now. Just do it. Start by starting. Um, and, and I did. I honestly, that's what I did. And that's what got me to where I am. Because you don't get to the top of the steps by or the top of the ladder by getting by just jumping to the top of the ladder, you have to take that first step. Right. Um, and you don't know what the top of that ladder or those steps look like you have to start, start climbing and then you can figure out what the top looks like when it comes into view. Um, and then you realize that there's a whole other set of steps at the top. <laughs> so <laughs> it was great. Part two, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So just start, start and just be your genuine, authentic self and don't look for perfection. That's the other thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to feel right to you. Yes. It's someone just told me very recently, actually, uh, someone I was working with on an event that they did with us. They, and I, this kind of is similar to what you, what your brother had told you. It was like, sometimes 
perfection can be ruined by something good, something along those lines. It's like something good can ruin something perfect. And it's like just doing it. And I think that that's something that Mm -hmm. our listeners, you know, my listeners can take Mm -hmm. away with. It's like that 1% can turn into 100% if you just keep Mm -hmm. trying. So thank you. Because again, I always joke about this. I literally go back and listen to the episodes because I get nuggets, like little nuggets of like golden, Mm. like just perfect information that I take for myself because I always selfishly need to hear a lot of this, you know? So it's like, it's, it's a nice little like audio diary. I always joke about this, that like I'm able to have to to have out there that in a year from now, who knows where things will be. Right. And and it's similar to you. It's like, who knows what's going to be the next step in terms of music? What's the next step in terms of performances? And I always like to have this because I know like in a, in a time from now, like whenever there's a different change, I'll be like, remember when we had this interview and we were talking about like these goals and these next, Mm -hmm. not even blockages, but you know, like the things that push you to really, really figure out who you are and who you want to be. So I'm just so grateful. I'm just so happy that you came on and I'm just so happy. It really does feel like a full circle moment. Like you said earlier. (laughs) (laughs) It's um, it's really nice to have it, and I'm just, I'm just so happy for you, and so like grateful that things are working out the way they are, and it's people like you that it's oh. like, yeah, these are, this is what everyone deserves happiness, everyone deserves success, but there are some people that you just feel it that you're like, you're cheering for them no matter what. So you're thank so you sweet. So thank yeah. you. That's it's such a nice thing to hear. Um, I am truly grateful to you, and um, I do think that that this this journey is just getting started. So. Um, I know you're going to be very much a part of whatever this journey looks like, even going forward, even if it's cheering from the sidelines or if it's, um, you know, checking in here and there. But I, I love I love seeing what you're doing. I love seeing what you're building as well. And I'm glad you're starting. <laughs> I know we're just, I'm doing the I'm doing the one one percent. Thanks. Yeah. Starting now, uh, so I think you're doing you're selling yourself short. I think you're doing a, li- a lot more than one percent. But it's just it's it's a really cool space to be in when you can see your friends succeeding um, in whatever they want to do. So I'm cheering for you too. Thank you. Thank you. And again, I know I'm like a broken record, but thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you guys are not current, if you're not already following Sheena, please just check out the bio of my, you know, of the Spotify page, the Apple podcast page. I'm going to put all the links to the hilarious TikToks, YouTube videos, and you Um, need to go check out her music if you guys haven't already, because it's incredible. And even though she jokes about the sad songs, they're all good and they all slap and they're different levels of, of just amazing. So thank you. Please be sure to rate, review and subscribe. And if you have any questions for me, please come slide into the DMS and yeah, we'll, We'll see you guys next week. So again, Sheena, thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, everyone.